right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, we are we are throwing the cold at it. We're throwing the cool at it today. We have my man Steve Johnson from the best nitrous company, I, I would argue, on earth. I, I don't know of any nitrous company as thorough as uh, as straight up on the... I mean, these guys, when they flow, when they give you the jets, when they give you the, exactly what you need to run... You can't, you can't squeak out another horsepower on the dyno. These guys are so good, and that's what makes them unique. They're called Induction Solutions. They're really one of the world leaders when it comes to nitrous, just nitrous systems, nitrous kits, what to run, how to run it, and uh, the best tech in the world to boot. Nitrous, I think, Kevin, is one of those power adders that a lot of people have forgotten about because so many people are you know, playing a supercharger and turbo game, but nitrous is more affordable. It's easier to plumb, navigate, use, and, and control and man, does it give you major power, major power. Oh, man, it sure does at that. And, you know, your comments, man, that says a lot because uh, you, uh, you know, looking out from the outside in are sometimes you could be considered a nitrous fiend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a nitrous junkie. You know, at least back in the day when didn't you have your own nitrous fill station? Yeah, man, I had a nitrous <laughs> fill station for uh, for a number of years. <laughs> Everybody would come to my house and uh, fill their nitrous tanks, and we would go out, uh, you know, and have some fun. Go to Mexico, do some test hits, as they like to say. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, you know, I'm a guy that that you know, I, I love boosted applications, love turbos, love superchargers. Uh, I love all of it, but really, affordability plays big. And and when you got an old school muscle car or modern muscle. It's really unbelievable how controllable and how manageable nitrous is and the power that you squeak out of it. Everybody thinks, you know, the crazy fringe end when you hear about all these crazy fast cars and ETs and whether or not it's supercharger cars that are leading the world or turbo cars or twin turbos or, you know, nitrous. They're all in that battle for power adder title. Uh, and it's really, it's flown a little bit under the radar, but uh, I'm telling you, man, Bang for buck, you can't do it more affordably and safer than nitrous nowadays. It's amazing. Oh, man, and it's a heck of a lot of fun, you know? Oh, for what you're saying, oh. to be able to bolt on, you know, a setup, and obviously there's different types, you know, wet systems, dry systems, and how big you want to go, and do you want to stage it and control it and all this stuff. A lot of decisions to be made, but, um, you know, it it is a more straightforward way to get a kick in the pants. Yeah, man, especially in the world of, you know, you think about modern engines and architecture, right? LSs love nitrous, you know? 
coyotes, high horsepower, high revving thing, love nitrous, you know, the old Hemi's uh, and so forth. I'm a, I'm a big black Mopar guy, and I specifically build my engines for these kits. And I remember the days of plate systems when you would do, you know, you would be working magic if you can get 300, 400 out of a plate system. But nowadays, with what Induction Solutions has been doing, how they've really changed the dynamic of how that nitrous gets introduced, the atomization taking place, the velocity and speed to which it comes in, uh, and how, it, how it's manageable, how you can control uh, cylinder per cylinder if you want, or via plate system, how you can manage the nitrous injection into your, your engine throughout the run. Man, has it really changed the game, and nothing... Nothing gives you more power, bang for buckwise. When we bring Steve on, who I think is a, he's the nitrous whisperer, man. This guy, it, this is no joke, Kevin. I have never, honestly, God, I've never seen a guy that when he sends you the jet combinations, he'll tell you this is your combination you need to run for a, a 50 shot, a 150 shot, a 250 shot, a 350 shot, a, all the way up to, you know, his plate systems put out 600 horsepower, a plate system, and they do so. He'll tell you exactly the jets you need to run. He'll package them together. So you got a street tune, you got a race tune. If you're willing to, you know, if you're willing to simply change out a couple jets, man, your tune is there and it is precise. It is, it is something you can't argue with undisputed on the dyno. Uh, I know this for a fact because he's done several nitro setups on several of my cars and my friends' cars and several people that I race. And he is always, always just dead nuts on which is why we love them. So let's take a break. When we come back, Steve Johnson, Induction Solutions. We'll have him on with us. Check out that website, InductionSolutions.com. In the meantime, we're back after the break on the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have my man, Steve Johnson, Induction Solutions. Check out InductionSolutions.com. Steve, hey, thanks for joining the podcast, man. I'm honored to have you on, bro. You have really just been on the forefront of all things nitrous and kept nitrous, you know, uh, above the grade, dude. This is one of the best, most affordable power adders on the market, even even now and even more so now than ever before. And I know with all the hot rods during the pandemic and the people, you know, out there finally putting attention and time towards their build, you, you must have been going crazy the last two years. Oh, yeah. Knock on wood. Regardless of the pandemic, we've been as busy as ever, and uh, I think it's helped a lot of people realize the best bang for their buck power adder is a nitrous system. So we've been very fortunate and uh, glad that things have been coming our way a little bit. Well, Steve, walk us through the old nitrous plates where you had the bars kind of interrupting and uh, interrupting the air, and and what you've done to really make these systems more efficient, but really harness a lot of power out of an atomization uh sort of go walk us through the evolution of the plate system uh as you've seen it over the last number of years yeah i mean when these things started out they were just a very simple aluminum plate with a pair of spray bars in them the spray bars were drilled or edm'd with multiple holes depending on the manufacturer so you had a nitrous spray bar with holes in it and you had a fuel spray bar with holes in it and honestly you know, the, the systems, geez, back in the day, if you could get 350 horsepower max out of a plate system, you were doing well. And the tune-ups, you know, are one of the bigger things that even have evolved. And that's one of the things with us flowing the systems, like you mentioned, that we have gathered 
tens of thousands of systems that we've flowed in the, in the years we've been doing this, we've ga- gathered this data and just made it better and better and better over time, correcting the nitrous to fuel ratio from the old days per se. So as that evolution has went on and we started learning and we started getting these tune-ups better, we were starting to be able to allow for bigger tune-ups and more horsepower. And that's where we evolved into building the, the plate that you mentioned is what we call the holy moly. And it's an all billet plate. <laughs> it's an all billet plate that is uh, kind of, we call it a four hole design where it kind of helps the, the booster signal to the carburetor, just bolting the thing on. We see guys make eight to 10 more horsepower on the dyno, just bolting the plate on out of the box. And then our, the real magic with the thing is the passages in the development that I spent months on, you know, figuring out what size passages, how many holes, what size the holes for the discharge points needed to be. And the thing that really brought the capability up is the nitrous solenoid that we put on this system. You know, it has, it's, it's what really on top of the layout of the plate gives us the ability to flow on average, the holy moly's max flow at about 630 to 640 horsepower worth of nitrous. And so when we build each one, we flow each one. So your tune-up sheet's going to vary a little bit. Usually there's about a 10, 15 horsepower max, but we advertise them at 625 because they all go 625 and probably 640 to 45 is the top side of it. Kevin, imagine this. You're bolting on a plate, and, and you know the old plates that he's talking about, he's not doing his holy moly enough justice because you had bars that would have epoxy on it, and the bars would just aim some nitrous this direction, and it would aim fuel this direction, and you would hopeful, you know, hope for the best blend as possible as it, you know, as it sped through your plenum and, and into your combustion chamber, right? Well, now he's really done an amazing job at the architecture of the. You, you remember the old plates, the spacers that you used to call the super suckers? Yep. They make your car whistle if you've got a carburetor. So he took that, which gave gave the the plenum and, and the air coming through the carburetor a lot of velocity it gave a lot of speed which is something you want as long as you can control that air so he designed it similar to that you know as far as the way it looks and feels and he made these orifices into the the super sucker itself so it it looks like it's part of the actual spacer plate and the holes are ingrained in the actual architecture of the plate you don't have any more bars coming up so not Mm. only do you get that better atomization faster velocity into the plenum uh, you get this great mixture of you know, nitrous and fuel. And man, it, I'm telling you, man, the results are unbelievable. And the fact that he tunes it and gives you all these options. If you want 150, these are the jets you run. If you want 250, these are the jets you run. If you want 350, 400, 450, 500, 550, 600, and on yes, up the map. Yes, yes, please, mean, dude, and more. Thank and, you. And I've gone time <laughs> and time again. I've tested his systems on a number of my engines, probably six or seven of my engines, I've tested on a dyno. And man, they make every ounce of power, he says, or more. With mine, I tend to run a, uh, I built a pretty mean 542 stroker Mopar big block uh, with, I, I have one particular cam profile and selection. It's a hydraulic roller that I like to run when I run, you know, his nitrous systems. Um, and, and I'll tell you, man, it makes, adequately more than what's advertised his 250 shot makes like you know 330 on my on my 540 you know at the wheel so it's dude it it, it is amazing to, to to see what is is happening with nitrous and here's the best part it's at a price we all could afford because therein lies the key right i've got 
30, 40 hot rods out in my shops, man. You know, I, I, want, I want all of them to be a little faster. But, you know, I guess if you got one car to focus on, it's one thing. But if you're looking for affordable power, if you're looking for, you know, a thousand horsepower, which is what you need going to any meet nowadays to be a competitor, dude, this is the easiest way and most affordable way to do so. Without a doubt. Now, you know, 600 plus out of a plate, it kind of makes you ask, what can you get out of a port system? You know, because that used to be the, you know, the go-to, but God dang. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind a little bit further, Kevin, and then we'll move back to the direct port. We actually, and this will help me, uh, you know, it'll be interesting, Willie, to see how many people pick up on this and I hear back from it. Um, we built a plate for one of our racers. We took the Holy Moly and we put another passage in it and we put a second solenoid on it. And we've kind of just, we haven't really given it a good name. It's our, we, we're kind of, we've just been referring it to as our outlaw holy moly. But we doubled the solenoids and this thing flowed 900 horsepower. And the guy's been running, he runs a lot of no prep and a lot of outlaw stuff. And, and the principle behind why we did this is with the progressive controller, it, we, we've got two different solenoids on the nitrous side to help manage the power and give us more resolution and more control. And this thing we haven't released for production yet, because honestly, I don't know how many can totally use 600, let alone if I give them 900 horsepower. But the <laughs> roll that it gives with the second solenoid is unbelievable. And the data logging that we've acquired through pressure transducers and stuff give that thing a super duper edge. And I mean, not to mention the just the, the bragging rights of a 900 horsepower plate. The thing's just a beast. But uh back to the direct port oh side God, of things man. yeah it, it, it's crazy so like i'm gonna have to let the cat out of the bag you know commercially on that here before long but we've just we've spent pretty much the second half of last year testing this thing and it's won a lot of races already and uh it's not really been seen by the naked eye in the in the field but it's it's going to be probably before long and uh the more people are starting to talk about it and ask about it we'll have to turn it loose you got to work on the name, man. You yeah, got to get something amazing, equally man. cool as the Holy Moly. The next level. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be better than the outlaw Holy Moly. You know? so, so right, I, right. I'm open. I'm open hey, what you call it? The, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just so it don't give up the ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, I, so when it comes to direct port systems, you guys are big on that. Yeah. Explain what you guys are doing with that. Yeah, I mean, on our direct port side of things, We've got a couple different options. We've kind of got our standard direct port, you know, that, that, you know, is our, let's call it our fits all. We advertise that up good up to like four or 500 horsepower, um, you know, which again, covers a lot of guys needs a hundred to 400 horsepower covers a big majority of our marketplace. But from there, we've sure. stepped up to our next system, which is what we call our X275 system. And a lot of guys that are out there familiar with small tire racing, X275 has yeah, been man. kind of a premier class of, of really, really fast, small tired cars. So that's a system that in working with the top racers in that class that we evolved, so, you know, quite a few years ago. And basically what it does is it has bigger nitrous solenoids and also bigger fuel solenoids. So when they're running the progressive controllers, again, through our flow work and our data logging and working so one-on-one -on -one with people, we realized that when we started getting into these single stages that we were putting seven and 800 horsepower in these cars with, we, we started realizing when they ran them low on their progressive controller power to start off, they had a, they had a 
tendency to, to show lean spikes and get lean. So we figured out that increasing the orifice in the fuel solenoid pulse for pulse on that controller was helping it get fuel faster and satisfying that leanness. So that's one of the things there. We've got our standard solenoid that goes with the X kit. And then we've got what we call the trash can upgrade, which is basically the big daddy solenoid like that goes on the holy moly plate. And we've basically, we put a X275 system together with a, a pair of those trash cans on them. And we've literally, we've actually flowed systems for guys up to 1100 horsepower on a single stage, you know, direct port system. So, you know, again, to come out of a single stage of nitrous with 1100 horsepower is, is, is pretty wild. Yeah, man. And you know, it, we got to talk about nitrous controllers because that's really where the game has changed significantly. Um, being able to yeah. bring your nitrous in over a period of time, you have a ramp up speed, you have a percentage that you come in at. Like for me, you know, when I'm street racing, it's a little bit different than my drag setup. Uh, but I like to come as soon as I make the strike, have it come in, you know, 10 thousandths of a second while I'm on top of the tire come in about 15 to 20 percent depending on what i have into it and i uh, you know and depending on the track i ramp it in over a period of one and a half seconds to you know a little under a second depending on if it's a you know a prep or a no prep situation um and really the way you can control certain systems now man have you guys dove into it big time being able to control as far as i'm aware you can even get it down to where you can control each each cylinder right like you could fine-tune certain um applications for uh, a per cylinder basis in fuel injected stuff there's some of that capability but for the most part for your carb guys we can control nitrous and fuel separately but not necessarily in cylinder to cylinder that's that's when you get into fuel injection and some of the advantages there you can step up into some of that type of thing but yeah like you were saying one of the big gains that's that's happened with the electronics is the controllers, you know, used to, you could buy a progressive controller and it had two little knobs on it. It had a start percentage and a build time. And that was all you had, you know, the controllers that we've developed the last couple of years, we've basically made it where you control your nitrous separate from your fuel. You can progress both of them independent of one another. You can, you can change the Hertz. If you want to run a, a big nitrous solenoid at a slower Hertz, less pulses per second, and need to speed up that fuel solenoid to, you know, help some of that leanness, you know, we can basically run them independently. We have a data logger built in, um, you know, we have triggers that we can go off and send signals to the MSDs to pull the timing and do multiple steps of timing like that. So that's definitely been one of the gains in the last few years, again, is the progressive controllers. And again, collecting data and knowing the problems helped us build a better controller and also the wiring a lot of guys that was a lot of our tech calls were on other controllers that we sold at the time and guys were having trouble wiring them so one of the things again that we did when we designed the controllers was we put everything we could in the box so most controllers to install them in your car you've got to have an extra relay that your trans brake interrupt so when you turn the trans brake on, it opens the circuit so your wide open throttle switch doesn't turn nitrous on. And a lot of yeah, guys get, yeah, know that problem. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of guys get confused adding that into the circuit. So we put that in our box. So we've got a wire that off oh. your tranny brake, you just tap into that 12-volt signal. It goes to the box. You hit your tranny brake, and we open the circuit inside the box. 
you know, so. Damn. That's brilliant, man. That is brilliant. And just like having relays, our NPC 2006 that we sell, you don't even need external relays. We're, our driver's in the box. You essentially hook battery power to the box. We control the power side and the ground side of the controller with no external drivers or relays. And that's, you know, even a lot of the newer controllers are requiring external drivers and or relays to power the system. We've eliminated that as well as, you know, we, you know, that was the, the goals in building the two controllers we sell was simplifying the wiring and having the box simple enough you could manage it, but yet doing all the essentials to manage a high horsepower system. Dude, that's so awesome. All right, inductionsolutions.com is the website. we got to take a break right now. Here's what I want you to think about during the break, okay, Steve? Come back and tell us some of the common problems people have with nitrous, whether it's pulling timing, is there a certain equation? I know the old school formula. Yeah. We'll talk about you know whether or not that still applies. Um, like you said, where to bring in that spark, um, not using a progressive controller. Walk us through some of the hurdles that people have and some of the myths you know that are out there surrounding nitrous perception-wise. Uh, and let's let's play some MythBusters. Uh, let's crack uh, crack at them, uh, and we'll talk about you know. The biggest forum site, the tech site that you run, uh, that you manage, that is all answers to any nitrous problems, issues, or questions. Uh, we'll dive into that in just a minute. Steve Johnson, Induction Solutions. Kevin Bird, Willie B. It is Two Guys Garage Podcast, and we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Steve, the man Johnson from Induction Solutions. I will tell you, this guy has got... You know, quality service is one of those things that during the last couple of years, during the pandemic, you know, customer service, quality control, I feel like that's taken a big hit in the last couple of years for a lot of a lot of the industry, regardless of the industry you're looking at. I feel like quality control and customer service has just suffered. And I will tell you, Induction Solutions is one of those companies. I have been in the lanes and have called Steve Johnson before in the, you know, at 11 o'clock at night in mountain time, right? And I've seen this guy on the phone with other people 15, 20 minutes later, racing his same systems or kits on the phone, getting advice. He's always there and he is the man that can answer all your questions. So whether it's, you know, spark, when to pull it, timing, um, how much to pull, when's it come in or progressive controllers, setups, or you, you want to snap a photo of your plugs and send them off to Steve, he's always there to help. And that's something us nitrous guys really appreciate when it comes to induction solutions, bro. I, I love that fact. So hats off to you, man. That's a slippery territory, man. Anytime you're making big power, right? You can put some big hurt on your motor real fast. Um, so to be able to kind of get those questions answered before you go out and put the big hurt on it, man, that is huge. Yeah, for sure. And that is definitely one of the things that we've concentrated on by being a smaller company competing against the bigger companies. And, and that's one of the things I've just always, I've came from the larger companies and customer service to me is what it's about. And, and also the other thing is the more I talk to people and help them, the better experience they're going to have. But also the other side of the coin is the more racers I talk to, the more people I help, the more feedback I get, the better I can keep helping those people. And it's like back when I worked for NOS years ago, and uh, it's like I've, I've told people, I said, it was easy to help people because they're already calling me, telling me what didn't work, <laughs> you know, so I gathered all that information yeah. because nine times out of 10 back 
in those days, I was kind of their tech and I, w- I went to the races for them. So basically, most of the time when somebody was looking for me, it was because they were having some sort of trouble and they could already tell me and that was what I would do. I would ask them, OK, tell me what you're doing. And basically, they could already tell me what wasn't working for them. So that helped me know, let's go a different direction. You know, so what do you boil down all these years? All this experience, all the knots to do, how do you summarize that? You got to look at, let's talk about all of them. Let's talk about engine temperature. Let's talk about bottle pressure, fuel pressure, timing, when to pull it, how much to pull. Um, Dive in. Where do people make the biggest mistakes? Man, I'm going to tell you in this day and age, one of the biggest mistakes is listening to your friend or listening to the internet. Those can be the biggest double-edged sword (laughs) because the internet, let's just use Facebook, you know, it's, it's a, there's so many people on there and there's so many people that talk with confidence, but you don't know if they really know anything or they don't. And I see so many people that just sprout off information and sometimes it's great information and sometimes not so much, but they have nothing to lose. They're sitting in their mom's, you know, basement on a beanbag chair, poking a computer, just being a hero for tonight. And, and, you know, that's one of the things I try to preach to our customers is be careful. Give me the chance to help you before you go to another source. If for some reason I can't help you, then you, you know, it opens the door for maybe something else, but good, you know, a very high percentage of the time, if you give me the chance to help you, I can help you. So don't be, you know, free, free help is, is worth a lot of times exactly what you paid for it. All right, man. Talk to us about bottle pressure. Where should it be? Talk to us about fuel pressure, about timing and about something that people always seem to forget engine temperature. This is important. And, Engine temp can, can vary different times of the year. That's for sure. Bottle pressure. That's one of the, that's one of the things that a lot of people get in trouble. And honestly, a lot of it's still, uh, kind of stuck in time from uh, manufacturers that have been around a long time and just haven't really kept up with what's going on. Most of our kits really, like if you look at ours, you'll see our tech sheet will tell you to start at 900 PSI plus or minus. We run a lot of our high horsepower kits at 850 pounds so the usual window that we run within is about eight 850 to 900 sometimes on some big tire stuff we might go to 950 but not not very common you know uh the higher you leave with bottle pressure the further it's going to fall during the run so again that's one of the things that through flowing all these systems and collecting so much data that we we found our sweet spot in that 850 to 900 window was just a lot more stable and and you had a lot more consistent nitrous to fuel ratio if you kept that pressure drop minimized hey and and a lot of people don't they'll put a blanket on there they'll put a little you know blanket and hook it up to a you know 12 volt battery and heat the crap out of the blanket never put a a pressure gauge on it so if you don't know you may be slapping it with you know, 1,050, and all of a sudden, your system is running way lean. You hear the notorious lean pop, and you know something's hurt. Well, that's on you. Yeah, and one of the other things that happens a lot of times when these guys let their pressure get crazy high like that is the, the solenoids aren't allowed to open, you know. The, the purge solenoid is is obviously purpose-built for higher pressure to bleed the, the pressure of the system down. But a lot of guys you know, don't realize that they either don't have good voltage or they don't have a good electrical system or, or that. And, uh, yeah, next thing you know, the nitrous solenoids don't open, you know, so that's another, you're better in my opinion, you're always better to have too low of pressure versus too high. A lot of people don't understand 
the physics of nitrous oxide. And one of the advantages as the pressure goes down on it from where we commonly run it is it actually increases in density. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't go as bad as a lot of people think it does. So that's, that's another, you know, pro to that. Um, and, and what about fuel pressure? Fuel pressure, again, is one of those things that we, we kind of specialize. Again, Will, if you look, you've had multiple systems from us, and if you look at them, they probably all have a different fuel pressure. Again, that's where we excel in flowing these systems. Our, that's why we don't have a one-size-fits-all number, is because each system, as we flow it, we can target a specific nitrous-to-fuel ratio. So sometimes the jet spreads are going to change. Sometimes the fuel pressure is going to change. But ultimately, the numbers that we target, that's why the, the, the numbers vary that you see is because we nail those numbers every time, regardless of what number the pressure might need to be to be there. We just make it when it's correct. Yeah. Let me ask you, Steve. So what kind of pressure change would you typically see on a, on a drag run? You know, if you're starting at 850, 900, what might you see as it's going down the track? Well, that's, that's a good question. And that's one of those things, again, Kevin, where we help the customer, depending on their goals and their horsepower levels. The smaller the system is or the lower the horsepower is, the easier it is to maintain minimal pressure drop. But now you take a system where we're putting, you know, a thousand horsepower through it, you're going to use a lot more nitrous oxide. So let's just say for sake of conversation, a guy, you know, hitting a 150 horsepower on an eight mile track, he might only need to use three quarters of a pound, let's just say out of the bottle a car like a pro mod that, that's, you know, hitting these things with 1200, 1500 or more horsepower with the nitrous, they'll, they might use six or seven pounds of nitrous. So the real key to minimizing your pressure drop. And again, what we help our customer with is figuring out what's the best configuration of bottles. Do you need a single 10? Do you need a single 15? Do you need two tens? So, Again, the volume of nitrous you have, the size of the lines that you use to supply the system is a lot of what you maintain a minimal pressure drop. I mean, I've got guys that we've set up that are hitting big amounts. We can get the pressure drops down to maybe, let's say, 40 to 60 pounds of, of pressure drop during the run, which is a good minimal size. But then you know, I get guys that call me up and they're, oh man, my car won't run out the back like it should. Next thing you know, the guy's trying to hit the thing with 600 horsepower on a single 10 bottle with a really long, small line. And he's having a 300 pound pressure drop and wondering why the thing doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, so how do you, because you don't really have a flow rate, um, you know, meter on the nitrous, right? So you're pretty much going by well, the, a known the, pressure and a pill size. Um, for, a, for a flow rate, right? So that's why you want to keep your pressure consistent because if it drops, your your flow yeah. rate's going to drop unexpectedly, right? So then, then your fuel matching yeah. is going to be off. Yep, yep. And I mean, again, that's where you're targeting nitrous to fuel ratio. Obviously, in our facility, we have flow meters and we see all that, but obviously not everybody's going to go out and spend $8,000 just to have a flow meter in their car to acquire the kind of data we do. So that's, again, what we help our customer is we know how to help them lay out, you know, all of the bottle configuration, your line sizing, your how you feed each system if you have multiples and things like that. But, you know, for sake of conversation, uh, 
a guy that's let's say between a, a 100 and a 400 horsepower range, you know, it's it's fairly easy. Um, I, you know, in, in most of those cases, we like to recommend a 15 pound bottle over a 10 pound bottle because, you know, people don't want to have to buy multiple bottles if they don't have to, and they want to have the best performance. So you kind of get the best of both worlds in a 15 over a 10 because you have more liquid in it, you have more volume in it. So you can get more runs and you've got more head pressure to, to minimize that pressure drop. So, um, you know, I've, I did some testing in my ProMod car many years ago and on uh, a single 10 pound bottle, it would drop 125 PSI in one run. But I, I took and put a single 15 in it, it would drop 45 PSI. And then I put two tens in it and it would only drop 35 PSI, you know, so it's all a volume game, essentially. Yeah, man. I, and let's talk about, you know, the pink elephant in the room, because timing is so crucial, how much timing you pull out. Um, I'm sure you got this uh, sort of adapted and incorporated into your progressive controller, uh, but what's a good rule of thumb that people should, when they're thinking nitrous, kind of apply? Well, that's, again, where, where I help people. And I, again, that's one of the things on the, on the internet. A lot of times I tell people that that old, you know, the old rule, everybody loves to talk about stills two per 50, two per 50, two per 50. And I, I preached to guys, they said, stop, don't, don't start with that. Okay. Because the engines have changed and the tune-ups have changed so much that that's a, a, a prime way to start off with a bad experience is by, by doing that. And, you know, you've got an LS or let's say a small block Ford, that they're very efficient. They don't need a lot of those engines only need 28 to 32 degrees of base timing, but yet you take a guy with a conventional headed small block or big block Chevy, that thing might need 38 degrees of timing. So you've already created an eight to 10 degree variance of just based off base timing. And I tell guys, not everybody runs the same base timing, even with, you know, I've got customers, you know, 10 guys with big block Chevys and they might run, they might all run different numbers of base timing, depending on how their carburetor's tuned, depending on their train of thought and those type of things. And that's one of the reasons I tell people, don't start off just based off of two per 50. And, and that's where, again, Willie, like you've seen on our tech sheets under the timing column, it says call two to four days ahead to, to, to discuss. And that's where yeah. I, I basically talk to each of our customers. I ask them all about their engine combination, right down to their compression, their cylinder heads, their camshafts, their fuel types, you know, and things like that, because I go right to my memory bank and I basically give them a number and I'm like, okay, your base engine should be in this window. And if you're starting off on 200 horsepower, let's start at this number. And I give them a number that should be a degree or two safe, but we'll get them down the road, should run well, and they can kind of tune from there. So, and again, man, like I said, his numbers, his flow, what, what he's able to provide you as a customer is just unbelievable and unequal, unparalleled in the entire nitrous world. It's, uh, it is so crucial to making the system work right, as well as these progressive controllers. Um, it, it's one of those things that bang for buck wise. Uh, I want to explain real fast what, what you're talking about, because here's a, a way to add, you know, that play system we were talking about, 600 horsepower. You know, you could add big power at an affordable price. Think about what a turbo costs, a supercharger costs. And let's talk price, bang for buck-wise. What is your most, you know, 
Um, let's talk about your Saturday night kit, the, uh, the little Saturday night special deal, which is good for how much power and at what price, and walk us up to the 600-horsepower plate system. Well, like, like you're saying, what we call our Saturday night special is what we built to be ent- what we consider an entry-level system. But again, you know, everybody's kind of surprised because even though we call it our entry level, it's capable of 100 to 400 horsepower. Um, you know, and a lot of people are like, holy cow, 400 is a lot. And, and yeah, it is. But basically, when we built the system, that's just by the components and the design we use, that's the number it went. So again, we want to give the guy, just like you said, you know, the best bang for the buck. And that kit complete. And one of the things that, again, sets us apart from other companies, when we sell a complete kit, it's truly complete. And by that, it has the racer safety on the bottle in case you need to vent it out of the car for NHRA rules. It has a nitrous pressure gauge in the bottle. Um, It has, uh, probably most importantly, it has a purge kit. You know, you can't have really a nitrous kit without a purge kit. So, like, if you're going to sell a complete kit, why wouldn't that be in it? You know, it's, most companies sell it as a $150 add-on to tag it, you know. So, our Saturday night special, 100 to 400 horsepower, complete kit, ready to bolt on and rock and roll, is under $1,000. Crazy. Yeah, for 400 horsepower. I mean, you can spend yeah. a lot more than that for 150 you know. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Bang for buck, you can't beat it. And it's easy to put on. It's absolutely it, anybody could do it. Anybody can can bolt this system on. And like I said, for under a grand, how about 600 horsepower plate system? Where does that run? The holy moly, same deal, you know, complete. And these are all, each of them, these are hand-built, blueprinted and flowed. Like, you know, Willie, when you get it, the plate solenoid lines are on a bracket. They're all put together, and they're ready to lift the carburetor off and sit on. The holy moly also comes with a 15-pound bottle, which is bigger. But again, the holy moly complete system, 600 plus horsepower, is less than 1,500 bucks. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> less than 1,500 bucks, and you can strap on 600 horsepower, and bro, it's literally hooking up a couple wires. That's it. That's all yep. you got to do. Oh, don't forget your line. Oh, you got a line in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's so easy, man. Hey, and bang for buck, man. You cannot beat this. You got to be. You got to be silly to think. You know, there's more affordable horsepower. There, you bang for buck, six hundred horsepower for under fifteen hundred bucks. Four hundred horsepower for under a thousand, and it's it's flowed. It's on the numbers. Uh, it is truly a complete system, and that's why I love love induction solutions. Steve, we're almost out of time, man. Press up against the wall. How do people find out more? And what is your forum where people can throw you know certain nitrous questions at you because it's such a vast, great resource for anybody you know with nitrous concerns or questions. Um, actually, like like we were talking on Facebook, Induction Solutions has a business page. But the form that a lot of people go to that I started just to help guys out in general is Nitrous Tech. If you go to Facebook, go to Nitrous Tech. People, basically, I moderate that and try to answer people regardless of the brand of system they have. Try to point them in the right direction and, you know, and, and make sure they're getting the best help and, and people are contributing positive things you know, as they can. Yeah, man. It's a great resource because people are always, you know, a lot of commonality with Nitrous systems uh and the hurdles that they face but induction solutions uh has really been aggressive about tackling all of them where do people find you socially online uh i know it's induction solutions.com correct what about social handles um 
I mean, really, the, the inductionsolutions.com is our website. We have Induction Solutions Facebook. Um, I think we might even have a – yep, we have a TikTok page we've just started populating. Um, we've got some cool stuff on there. We're going to be populating more and more to that. Um, All right, man. And people can always reach you at Induction Solutions. Um, find them again online, inductionsolutions.com. Steve, you're awesome, bro. You're a great resource, and uh, I love having you on. Uh, it's amazing where nitrous has gone, even in modern muscle. Um, it is, it is, it's one of those things where you're just going to be dominating more if you're, uh, if you're able to get linked up with your kits. And, man, they're so thorough and they have everything sort of buttoned up when you get them. It makes it really easy to put on and install and be out there rocking with it in a matter of a day or two. So thanks again for what you do, man. We sure appreciate it. Induction Solutions. He is Kevin Bird. I guess Steve Johnson, InductionSolutions.com. I am Willie B., your producer, Scoopin' Executive Producer, Mr. Bob Ecker. And don't forget about our show, Air Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also now streaming on Motor Trend Plus, which is a great resource to find us. And we have a website, twoguysgarage.com, man. We got all kinds of good stuff on there. And we're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright, 2022, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Hey, Steve, I got an idea for that other plate system, the, the super holy moly. How about, how, about the, how about you call that next one? All right, yeah. that one's the holy moly. How about you call <laughs> the next one the father, son, and the holy ghost? There you go. Might be might be a little hard to fit on the sticker, but yeah. <laughs> right. Father, son, and the Holy Ghost. That's a long name, but would be, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll digest that one. Maybe I can come down with a little bit of abbreviation to it. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Hey, always good having you on, man. We sure appreciate you, Steve. You take care, okay? Oh, likewise, man. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me tag along and, and ride along with you. Yeah, man. For sure. And we'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Take care. Take care, guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.